You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! like to say in somewhat of a coup but this is not really a coup this man uh, puts his trousers on like everyone else well every other man I know uh, maybe he just puts his trousers on like everyone on the planet these days puts their trousers on no matter what gender they are but I digress uh, we have uh, just opposite here on you cannot be serious the newly appointed head of the AFL Victoria um, uh, organization uh, a man called Greg Madigan. And uh, welcome, Greg, to You Cannot Be Serious. Thank you, Sam. Uh, good. Um, uh, that's your in Don Scott's uh, old place. He used to sit there, so make sure you wow. speak into the microphone. I'm used to actually looking over in the direction, that direction and saying that to those people who sit in that chair. Um, Don's not here. Uh, it's pity Don's not here because he'd like to speak to you because you're an ex-Hawthorne man. You played 66 games for Hawthorne in nine seasons and in your sixth game... Well, 40 at Hawthorne. What? 26 at Freo, 66 oh, I hadn't got to that, Greg. I've, I've got that written down. I said you played 66 games in nine seasons. Firstly, with Hawthorne, you played in your sixth game. You played in a premiership. I did. How, how I exciting. Did. I played for... 18 years and 303 <laughs> games, and the only chance I had to play in one was in 1967, but I lost a kidney in the first semi-final, and that ruled me out of the grand final. Uh, and then you played 26 games for the Dockers. That's right. And in an, an illustrious career for the Dockers. Yep. No, no I, don't, I don't say that facetiously. I, I, they just started, hadn't they? They did, yeah, 95 was the first year. Is that when you were there? Uh, yep, so I went over in 95. They'd sort of formed the team pretty much prior to that um, I went over in February so there was one spot left uh, on their list and they had a February draft at that time uh, all of the squad had been picked prior to that and they had one spot left and Ben Allen was captain yes uh, who I played with at Hawthorne who he, was the coach Jared Newsham yes I should have known that uh, Ben I rang up sort of the night before the draft and said what are you doing because he knew I'd been delisted from Hawthorne and I said, I was still training at Hawthorne, but I had uh, an agreement. Ricky Nixon, who he Ricky know, Nixon. was my manager. Holy mackerel. Um, well done. Uh, so Nixon. Chicken had sort of a, 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 um, arranged a, an agreement with Richmond that if I was in the draft at, at that time that they had a pick, I was going to go to Richmond. Um, Freo had a pick earlier, and I said to Ben, yeah, no worries, I'll come over. And uh, so it went over in February, and that was it. Now, in the day... Ricky Nixon was quite an operator, wasn't he? He was. He is quite an operator these days, <laughs> yes. but for a whole lot of different reasons. But uh, we should uh, give credit where he's due. He was a huge influence. And, Pioneer, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, well, it's a pity. He, he might even drop in. Uh, he might not. Uh, we might not put him on air. Well, we would. Uh, so, uh, so, this is a little bit of window dressing here, Greg, until we get on to the... Uh, uh, the main reason why you're here is to um, 
So, so you have just been, you come from a background of industry or commerce or what did you do before you took this role up? I think I know what you did. did yeah, you work primarily sales and marketing roles in uh, consumer goods. I had 16 years at Lion. Yeah, Lion the Nathan's. Yep. The brewery. Yep. That's right, yep. I, I knew that. It's a lot of fun. I had uh, four years at Sweeps after that, four years as a director of a TAFE, yep. uh, most recently in a private business called Sorted, which is a, a digital platform in real estate. So, why did you accept? Were you headhunted for this position as head of AFL Victoria? Why did you accept this role and why did you want to do it and who asked you to do it? Yeah, so not headhunted. No, I was um, looking for a change um, out of Sorted and um, just had a conversation with a number of people and, and, and looking at different roles. I was quite keen to get back into a role in a much larger organisation. Yeah. Sorted was a start-up business. A, a much, organi- much larger organisation than Ni- Lion Nathan or Schweppes? Uh, well, wouldn't yeah, I would have loved to have gone back into an organisation like that. Yeah. Um, and so I was looking at getting back into that and being, being in a start-up is quite difficult. You know, there's a, a number of different hats you've got to wear at different times and not always the hat you want to wear at the time you want to wear it. So um, whilst it was a good challenge, I was just looking for something different and, and get back into that corporate world and... Um, went and had a chat to Rob Old, Rob um, Old, yep. who I now report to, but just had a chat to Rob, who, who worked at Lion in the wine business uh, when I was there, and, and just purely to seek out and, and see what opportunities there might be um, at the AFL, and, um, and sort of progress from there. I was going to ask you who you report to, I would have thought it probably was the new CEO, Andrew Dillon, but they're a completely different um, uh, different uh, fl- ground, a floor on the level of AFL, aren't they? Andrew's on a different floor, yeah, but I mean, Rob's a, a, on the exec, so we're, we're a function of, uh, of Andrew's uh, team. Yeah. Now, before we get on to uh, what they require you to do and what you would like to do, um, is this because you are a passionate AFL fan or is it just a um, just a career opportunity that you thought uh, you would embrace um i wouldn't say i'm a passionate fan i love the game you know it's delivered do a you? lot for me yep. yeah i yep. really do yeah no, I, um, I i love the game it's delivered a lot for me although but go on um i'm, I'm passionate uh about my career and and roles that i want to do and, and certainly about leading teams um so it's, it gives me that opportunity but you know i think that the bigger piece about it was that it's it's back in a large organisation that, you know, particularly in Victoria, uh, has the interest of everyone. Uh, I'd hate to go and work for an organisation and you set, and someone asks you what do you do and you, you tell them what they do and the yep. next question is what else do you do? Yep. You know, I think at the AFL and at Lion and at Schweppes, every time you, you mentioned what you did, people were interested in it, it becomes part of your life, work is part of your life and... Uh, you know, that's, that's a big part of, of why I've sort of wanted to get back into that, that area. Now, it says in the uh, job description, which, um, of course, we try and have some vague knowledge about who we're speaking to, <laughs> uh, uh, it says that um, um, you want to have an input into the grassroots of this game because I presume they're the feeder competitions to the uh, bigger picture, which is the AFL Senior Brigade. And... Um, um, you want to get support from, um, um, I presume, sponsorship and people who make the wheels go round, and um, this is the foundation of the game. So with those um, uh, bullet points in mind, um, 
I, they sound like uh, just generic terms uh, that roll off the tongue easily, but it's a, a, a reasonable uh, it's a reasonable task given that soccer is probably um, pretty prevalent now because of the contact. I'll get into the contact sport in a minute, mm-hmm. and um, rugby are trying to uh, the, the NRL are trying to make inroads. So, uh, getting young people, men. Boys and girls, wait till we get into that in a minute too. Getting young boys and girls to uh, embrace AFL is probably uh, one of the hallmarks or one of the uh, bullet points that you'll be uh, involved with, Greg. Yeah, definitely. It's um, footy in every home is how we put it. And uh, that doesn't mean you need to play at the elite level uh, to do that. So uh, our functions, game development, um, we're particularly focused on community football, and participation. Incidentally, I've got Richard and uh, Ivan Evier. You want to ask uh, Greg a question? Go right ahead. Uh, so, you took over from um, Ben Kavanagh. Uh, did he, uh, he, he did he step down, or was he not doing the job, or did we get on well with him? You didn't knife him or anything. He just uh, stepped down, ben. did I, he? I don't know Ben. He resigned, and um, I think he was from Adelaide and was <laughs> heading back home. Uh, yeah, uh, family reasons and. Career opportunities and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Whatever. Must be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, could I suggest that when you take over junior football, would there be any chance, Greg, that you might bring back the competition level where we score and we have winners and losers and we prepare the youth of today for the real world rather than no one knows who wins, no one gets any accolades for kicking a goal, no one cheers the winner, no one boos the loser. Would it be possible to bring just that simple fact is that we play for a reason and that is to see who is the best? Well, or that, is that, that happens that, now. That, 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 I don't at think a certain that, age they do. Oh, yeah. at a certain age. Yeah. What, yeah. What age would that be that that starts? It varies across the state, um, you know, but it's around uh, eight to ten. So a competition. So we play for Juniors. scores and yeah. we embrace the winner and we congratulate the loser for being part of having fun and being enjoyable. But you are nevertheless uh, weren't successful today, and hopefully next week you will be uh, under ten or under nine. You don't think people are ready for that? Not what I think. Uh, it's not what it, you think. It's 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 what is the it's structure at the moment, and you know the, the the key thing for us is to drive participation. Yes, and, I understand and, that. And so you know whether they have scores or not, um, you know doesn't necessarily increase or decrease participation. Um, and no. and our, our role is to just create programs that get kids yes. started in the game, build the skills, move towards yes. where there is competition, and there is competition in in footy across the state. Uh, it's, yes. it's, it, generally, it's thriving. You know, it says you just said that doesn't matter what you think. Uh, does that mean that you are directed to think? <laughs> not at all. Oh, well, no. you said it doesn't matter what you think. I said if, it's if, not what if, I think. If you thought, if I'm if I saying, thought, if you thought, we should just uh, give little medals out or little cups to the winners and embrace the losers and say it's fantastic you competed. If you thought that. Uh, you might be directed not to have that uh, particular attitude. Oh, I think if I thought it, there's, there's definitely uh, the, the opportunity to present your thoughts and, and put forward things. I've, I've been, what, six weeks, had three weeks off, but yes, six but weeks into it before Christmas. Um, I've no doubt that if I've got thoughts on, um, on the state of football in Victoria, that I can put those forward and it'll be... Ah, 
heard uh, in in reasonable context and 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 debated and 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 at the end of it, we'll come to an agreement to move forward in a particular way. What a fantastically politically correct statement that is, Greg. And you are a, a, a competitor, obviously, because you are a competitor off the field and on it. Yep. Or I, I know that. Uh, but how virulent, if we could say, how how insistent would you be to the people who oversee your position uh, that you say, no, this is what I want to do, and they say, no, well, that's not what we want you to do. Uh, how how insistent would you be that if you've given me the job, I think that this is what we should do, or would you say, would they say, no, this is what we want you to do? Geez, the guy's been in it for five seconds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give him a break here. Well, I, 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 that's fair enough. I, I, I don't think that uh, in any could way... I, could I add, it's never the questions you're asked, Greg, it's the answers you give. So you can say, uh, you can say exactly right. what he said exactly. then, if you like. No, that's good. <laughs> Why am I telling you that? I, uh, no, I think in any role I've been in, um, you know, if I think the only way forward is my way, uh, then, you know, probably need to rethink that. Uh, you know, we've got good people around us, there's multitudes of, of thought and, and there's multitudes of history that have gone before us to be able to determine what we do in the future. Um, I've always thought if I think I'm the smartest bloke in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Uh, you know, and there's plenty of other people at the AFL that have had much more experience in this space than I at this point. Really? Absolutely there well, is. Well, wait a minute, but you say, you, you say if you think you're the smartest person in the room, uh, why wouldn't you be just why wouldn't you be the smartest you say there's plenty of other people who've had experience of doing what uh, uh, just sitting in an office uh, pushing paper around rather than getting out and uh, it says you know one of the charters is that you uh, lead community football in particular programs you lead them into particular programs uh, why would someone else uh, know any better that's been in the job as a career of a career afl person why would they know any better Oh, you. If, they've, if they've had experience, I put forward an idea that's been tried before and, and, and has failed before for certain reasons, they'll know that. I won't necessarily know it. So then we get down to, um, then we get down to, the, to the nature of it's a contact sport. At what stage do we dumb, at what age do we dumb the game down so much that we just play tag football or uh, touch football? When do we prepare people, whether they're girls or boys or men or women or whatever gender they are and whatever they decide they want to be, when do we decide that, uh, well, it's a contact sport and we allow tackling and we uh, do all that uh, in much to the chagrin probably of the officials and the litigants and the parents who watch, when do we decide uh, uh, that it is a contact sport and we may as well play it like that? Well, I think there's a group we missed there. There's, there's medical experts, and, and I, I think that's one thing that historically and that you and I growing up would not have had medical experts looking at this sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it's not for me um, nor others that, that don't have that expertise to decide on that. I think we've got to take the advice of, of medical experts and others in the field that are doing the research on, on that, it's an ongoing debate. Yes. It's, a, it's a vigorous debate at the moment. Um, you know, it's something that's going to, I think, um, be challenging for contact sports uh, as we move forward and, and parents wanting to, obviously, for all the right reasons, protect their kids. Is there um, a move against it being a contact sport? No. Obviously, when I was a kid, when I played football, it was a very rough game. I mean, that's what I remember about it. Well, there's certainly been a move against 
um, the contact that causes yeah untoward injury. incidents and uh, unnecessary really yeah. rough play that's that's a, a, a damaging given. injuries and, and no one no one condones that and uh, so the medical people have a great input into how this game is going to be played because of the litigious nature of people who get injured and their uh, uh, because well, I think the, the 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 litigious outcomes, um, you know, are obviously a concern. But I think that it's the health of the individual that's at the first point of, of concern. It is, but by the very nature of the fact that it's a contact sport, there is an onus of responsibility on people who play the game that they may get injured uh, just through the normal course of playing football, which is a contact sport, because the rules allow for you to tackle someone reasonably hard, although they've watered that down. You can't use over-aggressive tactics now, even if they're legal and uh, within the law. And you can't bump people and you can't shepherd yeah. people. And uh, uh, we're we succumbing to the fact that we're getting a fraction soft. No, I don't think so. I mean, you, you played an era that I wouldn't want to have played in. No. You know, getting king it behind play yeah, and no. play on. You know, watch the 89 grand final and, yes. and show people... That, you know, Young kids, that they can't believe some no, of the but yeah, we're, stuff we're, that happened. Of course, happened we're then, not you know? condoning that, Greg. We, but there is there is a fine line between the. Well, the, we evolve, the, you know. What we evolve, <laughs> we do. So we are evolving into the fact that. So, so is it going to be? Yeah, Ivan's right here. He said, <laughs> "Why am I asking you these things when you've been in the job a minute?" But the the controversy of contact sport and who plays it will be now. That men and women and boys and girls uh, are all treated the same, but they're actually not. And where do, uh, <laughs> if a, if if someone want, if a trans player wants to play contact sport, where does where does all that start and end? Uh, and, and because I notice that I notice. How, how about this? I notice that. Um, you know how they used to give the weight, height and weights of people who play football. Now they're not uh, not providing the weight of people who play football. You know, Greg Madigan, six foot three or 189 centimetres and uh, 90 kilograms. They're not. I now, wish. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> what? Whatever. They're not giving the weights now because no. it is politically incorrect to put the weights of female players. That, 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 yeah, I, 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 we well, roll our eyes up at that, but this people, the activists say that we're not going to say how heavy a girl or a woman is who play football because that's actually tantamount to fat shaming. Uh, so no one's going to be weighed. That is in the men's or the women's competition. Mm. How, how ridiculous! What, how, how ridiculous is that? I don't. I don't. I've, I've never had a conversation to say uh, height. I think is relevant because there's, a, yes. there's an advantage. But I've never had a conversation with anyone in my time of footy to say, "Well, that player's X kilos against that player who's Y kilos." So there's going to no, be. No, I'm just saying in the stats they don't give the weight. I think they're irrelevant. Yeah, but I think they're irrelevant. The, the weight of players these days. But people would like to know how heavy uh, someone is who's a, if you're a fan of a player. Would they? Oh, yeah, of course they do. Well, why don't no. they cut it out then? So who's your favourite player? Who's my favourite yeah. player? Greg what, are they, what do they weigh? Well, well, I don't know. My favourite, well, just say for the sake of Jeremy Cameron, yeah. just, just a name off the What's top. What's he weigh? Well, hang on. Just so 
I don't, I don't know what he weighs, Good but one. I don't know how tall he is either. But if oh. I wanted to find out how tall Jeremy Cameron was, who is probably the key forward in the competition, maybe, I'd say I'd like to know that he's all oh, 193 uh, centimetres and uh, he's 98 kilograms. That, uh, that, uh, so that if someone went and played on him, you'd know if it was a mismatch just physically. No, yeah. but that's... But, but, that's, they've, dumbed that, they've dumbed that down so that because women don't want to give their weight or females, uh, then that just goes carte blanche across the competition that no one gets weighed and no one's weight gets put down. Well, how ridiculous is that? No, I don't think it matters. I don't think it's ridiculous at all. I don't you think don't. The, the knowledge of people's weights relevant. You can see it's the size of people. You, you don't <laughs> have to know the exact amount. You, I, I, you can, they can see that I'm taller than you. And, and you're taller than Ivan. You, know, you don't need to know the exact... Are you taller than me? I reckon I am. How, how tall are you? 194. What's oh, that in? Oh, shit, yeah. Are you 194? Yeah. That's six foot four. five. Four. four. Just under five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wow, well, yeah, you are taller than me. Well done. And smarter. And you factor <laughs> everything uh, better than me. Uh, <laughs> so... You've got hair. You, uh, th- but you might... Deliberately have cut yours off because you think that is the Kojak look that's right, going to yeah. uh, smart men with no hair uh, yeah, not quite rather than boof, bouffants. <laughs> uh, so, so, so the AFL injected $8 million, it says in the, in the blurb, yeah. $8 million into uh, your game development. Yeah. game development to do what? Well, to develop programs. Um, to, to, what does that mean? So we've got a, a new program called Superkick, which is a bridge between Auskick and community football for, for kids who probably aren't ready to move into community football, that competitive environment that you spoke about earlier, uh, which is more game-oriented. And, and, and So it's development of programs like that. Uh, AFL Nines is another program. So that, that money is going into developing programs and, uh, and boosting awareness of the game. It's, one of the things when I came into the role I was quite shocked at or, or, or you know, um, was that there's people in Victoria who don't know footy exists. You know, Victoria, do, do, what's that, Greg? Don't know football exists. You know, we've got migrant communities. Yeah, migrants, yep. Migrant kids in migrant communities that you know, aren't out in, in the broader community yet. They don't know football exists. So some of that game development money goes into boosting awareness of the game uh, in those areas. It goes into uh, facilities coaching courses, umpiring, developing programs for people to help facilitate the game uh, as much as it does go into programs to help um, people play the game. So therein uh, probably lies the great problem you will have is that these people who don't know that AFL exists, who come from migrant countries, who know the most popular game in the world exists, that's soccer, that is probably going to be the big um, threat or the big um, competition you have to swing people over to our national game. Yeah, Would huge opportunity, huge opportunity for us to capture those people and um, and have them involved in our great game. Because by definition, it's not a contact sport, soccer, and that appeals to the softness of the way you say we're evolving. Yeah, but I say, I mean, there's a lot of those that they're physical um, being may not be suited to play but you know, I think there's an opportunity for people to be involved in footy without playing you know we've got a massive need for coaches umpires volunteers to make the game work without those people 
you can't play. You might be the most fantastic athletic specimen. Without those people, there's no game. Uh, and so there's no ends to people's involvement. They may play soccer and coach football. They may play yeah. basketball and mm-hmm. umpire football. Uh, and I think that's one of the uh, things that I'll be wanting to explore is how we can get people whose physical being doesn't suit the game involved in the game. I think if I had, my, if I had it over again and I love the game, and I love playing it, and I loved its competitiveness, and I'm here sitting speaking to you because I played it for whatever reason. Uh, I think if I had it over again, I would love to be a, if I wouldn't be, if I couldn't be the best goalie in the world in a soccer team, I'd stand, I'd stand stuffed. <laughs> uh, uh, Have I'd, you ever tried it? Never. No, nah, me neither, but I think the same. I think, you know, you're six foot four, you're athletic, how hard could it be to stop a ball? I'll tell you what. It's, well, I've, I've been watching a bit of soccer lately. and Yeah, so I watch it. It goes at a million miles of, an hour. Of course it does, Greg. Of course it does, and you can't... If You've got so, a if you're 25% going, chance to go high left, high I, right. I know, but the, in relative terms, the number of those professionals that actually stuff up a save for whatever <laughs> reason is extraordinary. Yeah. I, that's what I think, and I know... Gee, how the armchair, the quarterback, uh, the armchair critic yeah, sitting there. But I, well, I think we've played a great sport. I, I reckon our skills are, are, are um, easily adopted into other sports. You think mm. of the kicking in, in rugby union that only came about, you know, in the last five to ten years in a way that we've yep. kicked. They just used to bomb it wildly. Yep. You think of the goalkeeper and being able to run out and take a mark or yep. punch the ball and those take sort of mark, things. Yeah, the goalkeeper. You think of the running back. Yeah. Take a mark. The running back's in gridiron. How you can just run in a straight yep. line, run to a spot, yep. and the ball is at your hands. Yep. You don't really have to think too much. You wouldn't no, have thought, right? Uh, the skills of our game are We fantastic. could have played in Super Bowls. We could have played in World Cups, Sam. We could right, have been that's in. exactly right. 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 The, <laughs> skill, the skills of the game, our game, are fantastic. Except, in my opinion, Greg, you they're just they're just completely uh, they're completely uh, become irrelevant with uh, with the nonsense of the way our games played. That's that's I'm not asking your opinion about that, but the skills, the people, they're adept at both sides of their body, and they've got good stamina and all that. But um, as long as we can just keep the ball off people and have no one tacking us or running at us uh, until the final, uh, until it's you've got to, ha- it's got to happen. No one ever, everyone tries to save the game before they try to win it. But, uh, but um, uh, soccer, how much competition is there against soccer and AFL? Do we, do you sort of um, quantify that somehow? Is it is soccer inch by inch taking over, or where AFLs? I think every, every steady? sport's competing. For a participant, um, to some extent, yep. um, some more than others. Some are more direct, and and <clears throat> others not so much. Um, you know, that, that's a that's another alternative for people. You know, I, yep. I, I think for us in in you know the most dominant sport in the country from a participation point of view, um, you know, need to be aware of all of that. But you mm. know, even outside of sport, there's electronic distractions yep. and, and, and competition that, that's coming. There's people's time. I think since COVID, you know, I, I even know um, myself, you know, you, you change the way you look at your own personal time and, and what you're going to do. And, and there's a lot of parents making decisions about family time and, and that uh, to then affect a, a child's ability to participate in any sport. Yeah, because I know uh, my um, nephews and nieces, they all wanted soccer jerseys from overseas. Um, 
and when I think about it now, I don't think they've got AFL jerseys. Yeah. So. Remain as popular with young people as it's always been in Australia. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, since um, so we, we definitely had a a a, a, um, a lull dip. during COVID. Yeah, yeah and a bit after, a bit, but knocked it, everyone a bit. It's come out of that, and we're we're definitely in Victoria. I'm not you know, across every other state, but in Victoria, back above the numbers pre-COVID participation. Uh, so, do you get involved with actually uh, trying to pacify or placate uh, parents who wish to either just wish to get involved with the opposition, the umpires, their own sons or daughters that are playing, do you, do you have a role where, is that part of your jurisdiction or do uh, you not, leave, not leave that to other people? No, well, each league, each club's got their own board and constitution, each league's got their own board and constitution, so they run the game of a Saturday or a Sunday or a Friday night or whenever they're playing. Um, so we don't directly get involved in that actual aspect. I guess if there's escalation or there's a need for um, you know assistance mm. to manage a situation, we might. But yeah, that's right. The big bruiser from Hawthorne is six foot, six foot Here four, just wanders in <laughs> and uh, just says rat a tat tat, stand back. Uh, so the great bugbear of uh, as the game gets more sophisticated and we get to the higher level is the rules and the umpires. Um, where does that come into uh, what you do? Do you? Um, try and uh, 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 tailor the rules to uh, suit the game or uh, or the umpires to have either a bigger or less influence a less influence more uh, please uh, a less influence <laughs> in the less not not in not me in my role no, no i mean the afl does obviously they uh, own the game and and uh, have that from uh, the top down but it, it's not a an organization that controls everything and and each league are able to manage and run their leagues and, and, and therefore then their clubs in a way they see fit. Uh, some of it you, you'd think, you know, I, and I came in thinking there was probably a lot more control at AFL level over the, the gamut of the game, but, but uh, in, in coming into it and understanding why that's not the case, it, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, so so it, the people who sponsor the game, uh, they seem to be all government instrumentalities. Uh, 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 You will correct me if I'm wrong here. It says here that um, the people who sponsor the game are um, WorkSafe, TAC, V-Line, gambling gambling, uh, organisations, and um, the Robert Rose Foundation, which is uh, in in honour of the late Robert Rose and his father, Bobby. Uh, Well, Robert Rose. Um, they, they seem to be money coming from the public purse. Is there any private organisations that wouldn't it be good if we could get some private or you could get some private organisations to tip some money in uh, or don't they find it uh, good for their bottom line that they do that? Yeah, no, they do as well. It's probably more the ones that are across the AFL as a whole, so NAB. Um, BHP, yeah. Woodside, yeah, you know, with, with yeah. Oskick, BHP and, and Woodside, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, those fossil ones, fuel people who we don't want to want to drive electric cars. Yeah. Those ones you mentioned are directly involved with with programs in Vic, um, but there's broader programs that that come from corporate, um, commercial corporate partners. So when you uh, like uh, most organisations, do you bring your own? Do you bring uh, your own not support staff, people you're confident in? Do you bring people with you or are you just there you've just been appointed and you have to um, get on with the people that you think either are pretty good at this or 
through research you've done are not so good at this. You don't bring your own uh, help with you? No, generally you don't. You come into an organisation, there'll be a structure in place and been really fortunate. The um, team that I've uh, inherited of, um, you know, there's been some change through last year and they've had some restructures, so uh, a lot of that work's been done. Um, you know, highly capable team that report to me and... Um, varying degrees of experience. Um, Jack Henty, who started on the same day as me, young kid, been at St Kilda Footy Club and yeah. had worked for the AFL uh, in, in the Northern Territory. Um, you know, he's probably the, the, the least right up to um, John O'Donoghue, who's been there for quite a number of years and, and, and knows sort of football across the state like the back of his hand. So. And now, Greg, I don't want to ask you your personal affairs, but 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 gee, I presume you have a contractual arrangement with the. How how long have you? Do you have a contract that you've been signed on to do it for a period? An employee, of so direct employee. Uh, a, a direct employee yeah. that's uh, ongoing what, as as you perform it. Just ongoing, ongoing employee. So it's not, it's not, a, not a term. No, no not a term. So yeah. at some stage they could say, Greg, Correct. Um, this is not quite how we thought it's going, so they here's could. four weeks' notice and uh, off you go. Is uh, that really? Could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have had a job like that, <laughs> would you? Um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, plenty of Perplex look on your face is like, is that the way the world works? Uh, uh, and uh, uh, well, performance based, absolutely, because uh, football's based on performance, isn't it? it whether is. whether they cancel your contract or you don't get a game, if you don't perform, no matter how much they're paying you, they don't play you because right, actually yeah. they're trying to win a pennant at some stage rather than just uh, see yeah. out a contract. Yeah. Um, I presume there's a reasonable uh, stipend associated with the job, uh, Greg? I do get paid, yeah. No, it'd be reasonably, reasonably important job. He's uh, the only... AFL Vic, head of AFL Victoria. To, uh, so He's the only one that's come in wearing a shirt, <laughs> so I'd say he's doing all right. I'm not driving around in a Maserati, Sam, or a Ferrari or anything like that. You know, he's got an old 2000 Land Cruiser out there. So. At the minute, you At have, minute, yeah, yeah. Don't, but just stand by. Uh, so if we see you driving... So that leads me to the next question, do you... Do you sit behind a nice big mahogany desk at AFL headquarters or do you get out in the field and go around Victoria because this is a Victorian-based organisation you're part of? Uh, do you get out in the field? I definitely do the latter. I don't do the former. There's no mahogany desk. No. At, uh, I'm um, in an uh, interesting part of the, of the building where I'm tucked right. There's no windows and tucked in the, in the back corner. Uh, it's um, Which is good. I like it down there. We're uh, teamed together and... Uh, you know, you've not got people walking through your workspace so you can actually get stuff done. But, yeah, definitely get out there. We, as I said, Jack and I started the same day. His role is to manage all the regional managers. We've got eight of those around the state. So we uh, hit the road for three weeks before Christmas and got out and met all them and some of their stakeholders, their councils and commissioners that are out there. It's, um, that's something I'm really looking forward to doing this year, getting to a few country games and seeing what it's really like. Is there a companion person, not, not a companion of yours, is there a companion person for what you do? You do head of AFL Vic. Is there a head of AFWL Vic? Is there a, is there a similar position for the women's game? No, so I've got that. So I've got, oh. You got that? Yep. You're, yep. you're, you're head of the AFWL too? No, not, not Vic. A, so a, no, just, just the women's comp and, at the community level. And, yeah. uh, and so the pick a club... Um, I went to Marsland. Marsland Old Collegians has a women's team that just falls under the VAFA. 
and, and, and FAFA. the Victorian Amateur Football Association. Wow. Um, but it's not, an acronym. Yeah, it's an acronym. But my role stops at that community level. It doesn't go up into VFLW or AFLW. That's all handled by the talent team. And you'd never... You will... You would... If you have a man or a male transitions into being a woman and starts playing against biological women, uh, do you see that being a problem in the future? Or you don't want to get involved in answering that question? Yeah, I'm not getting involved in yeah. answering that at this uh, stage. Let me tell you, that's going to be the biggest problem in sport, no matter what sport you play, as we evolve. Yeah, well, uh, I think that one of the things with, with us is, I mean, sport is fairly similar across the world. Uh, so, you know, things that are going to happen to us will probably have happened somewhere else mm. beforehand. Uh, um, yep. You know, if it happens here first, then, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it. But, you know, I think there's a lot of those things, the, the concussion issue, participation mm. issue, facilities, all of those gender-based issues, they're happening around the world, not only in sport, they're happening in business. Now, Greg, um, I, what happens usually or most times when I finish these interviews, I think, shit. Why didn't I ask uh, that person this or that? Or they say something uh, when the microphone's off and they say, well, why didn't, I, why didn't you mention that? I, <laughs> happens every time. Yeah, it happens every time. What is it possibly I haven't asked you that you'd like to uh, comment on or, I, I'm, as I say, I'm, we're just, uh, we're just uh, dumb ex-football... Oh, not you, aren't but we're just, uh, just insects here trying to um, <laughs> ask you questions that we think might be relevant or uh, people might load the, like, know, like to know the answers to. What haven't I asked you that um, you think I should have? Uh, well, I think the, the interesting things for me that are um, you know, becoming... More important, uh, you know, the the changing face of Victoria and changing face of Australia. Really, how that's how that's impacting the sport. We've got, as I said, we took off on the road three weeks before Christmas and, and, and went to all corners of the state. And and you know, it's so different when you go out through the Wimmera and what's happening out there with yep. consolidation of farming and, and towns being affected by that. And through that, then footy being affected by that. And, and you know, what what's going to happen there? Um, you've got a, a real growth corridor. Uh, along the peninsulas uh, where people are um, starting to reside more often and, uh, and work from home and, uh, and those sort of influences then have um, flourishing competitions in those areas and, and a mix then all the way along. Um, you know, that, that sort of stuff is what's um, consuming my thought. Uh, you know, it's where football's heading in certain areas. And Have a crack at this answer then. How we uh, help manage it? Uh, uh, are you required at uh, official functions or before certain games to do a welcome to country? Uh, not sure. I haven't done You're one not sure. yet. That, uh, you haven't done one yet? Required yet. It certainly hasn't been pushed to uh, do it. But, I mean, there's... there's um, I mean, I've been accustomed to that anyway through time at the TAFE in a, in a government organisation yes. and... Uh, I don't see a problem with it. You know, there, there's um, there's certainly you know views that, that it, it's overdone and, and whatnot. But you know, I, certainly there's those views. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think what we um, what we have in our sport with our indigenous culture uh, <laughs> needs celebration. Here, here, Greg, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. And what a, what a great answer, because that uh, you cannot possibly uh, risk or it will not actually be reported that Greg Madigan said, 
So it was a beautiful answer, Greg, uh, and I'll take it on face value and I'll take it on advisement that that's your opinion. And, of course, uh, because you just said it, so that's why we take it on advisement. So, Greg Madigan, um, um, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, I appreciate you coming in in uh, the minute you've been in the role and we wish you well with it because... Whether people like me criticise the game for uh, some aspects of it, it is a great game, it's our national game, and you will be the reason it flourishes in the future, particularly in Victoria, because if we don't have people coming up and playing it, we ain't got a game. So thank you so much for coming in, Greg Madigan. Pleasure, Sam. And if there is anything you forgot, you've got my number, and we can catch up later in the year. No, but we like to have it on tape because uh, I can say, oh, Greg told me uh, when he left, uh, and people say, oh, yeah, you just made that up. Uh, Well, I'll come back in. (laughs) We we, we can catch up again later in the year. That'll be great. Uh, And uh, I'll let you... I know you just got an old dunga car out there now that you mentioned, uh, but when you bring the Maserati and you can park it right in front here, we'll have a designated spot. Greg Madigan, (laughs) AFL Victoria. Beautiful. That'll be great. Thank you so much. (laughs) 